Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. My name is Peter Prince and I'm a singer, songwriter and filmmaker. I have to say that I began in a large market, Toronto. But because of who I am and because I love nature so much, I never imagined myself staying in Toronto. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? If you can make it work in a small market like I have, it's, it's very satisfying. When I have time to play music, uh, when I'm not engaged uh, in doing some video project, I uh, definitely pursue performing. People enjoy them, they started buying my CDs and my tapes, and I get gigs playing here and there, and like I said, it's just constant flow. When, when one thing wasn't working, the other was. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and not joining me this time is our co-host, Fred Keating. Fred is in some other interesting location, while I'm on Salt Spring Island off the west coast of Canada. Now, why am I on Salt Spring Island? Well, this place is an amazing enclave in the western part of Canada, as I mentioned. There are so many artists here of every kind. They're kind of like hiding out painters and musicians and songwriters and cinematographers and visual artists and performing artists and it's a little island you just wouldn't believe this place and I've caught up with a gentleman his name is Peter Prince he's a singer-songwriter he's a cinematographer he actually has many talents and he calls Salt Spring Island his home we're at the famous Treehouse Cafe which is just next to the harbor in the uh, village of Ganges and this is a very interesting place Peter tell me about what you do here write songs and I make films. Well, I guess that sums it up very nicely. Now, I wanted to talk about how you got into the filmmaking business. First of all, you actually started out in Toronto, right? I did. When I was in high school, someone gave me a 8mm film camera. That's where my passion began, interpreting a poem by, I think it was Leonard Cohen. Actually, it was a song. And I made my first music video when I think I was 13. But at that time, I was also writing songs. So it just seemed natural for music and uh, the visual arts to come together for me. I had my formal training at Ryerson, studying film and photography. I became a filmmaker and I worked for the CBC. I worked for quite a few networks, including uh, National Film Board and National Geographic, uh, going on all kinds of amazing expeditions all over the world as a cinematographer. And here on Salt Spring, I moved here in 87 to raise my children. It's a wonderful place for children to grow up, and that was a good move. Now, Peter, we are here outside the Treehouse Cafe, which leads me to ask you, do you also perform live? I do perform live here at the Treehouse Cafe. I love performing at the Treehouse Cafe because it's a well, semi-outdoor venue. or well, it is an outdoor venue. It has an incredible atmosphere, especially here in the summer with all the visitors that come by and, and the locals and it's kind of like our living room in Ganges. And what about things like music festivals? I do perform at music festivals too like the one up the island there in Courtney, the Vancouver Island Music Festival and other festivals around BC. So you actually have a quite a varied monetization aspect to your career. Yeah when I have time to play music, uh, when I'm not engaged uh, in doing some video project, I uh, definitely pursue performing. I love to do that and I have several different bands mates, whoever's available joins me. If I'm in the midst of a recording project, I might have some video work going on.
going on at the same time and everything takes a little longer that way. When I was younger, I even though I went through the whole film program, I was always interested in being outdoors. I was a canoe guide in northern Ontario. I love kayaking, I love hiking, I love being outdoors and for me to sit at a computer these days or in, in those days by a movieola, Sometimes it was like pulling teeth to get me to sit down and work. I always liked being out in the field, shooting nature. I love the process. It's had its uh, challenging mo moments for me to do all these things and to raise my children and have a family and make it all work on Salt Spring because, as you say, it is a small market. One way or another, it's, it's come together. Actually, I, when I first came here, I thought I'd still be able to maintain all my connections in Toronto, Vancouver, and Victoria, all my clients and all my work. It didn't quite happen that way. The commute although it doesn't seem that long, kind of severed my ties with a lot of that, uh, shall I say, employment. So I had to figure out a different way of approaching it from Salt Spring. And in those days, in the late 80s and early 90s, or through the 90s, we didn't have internet. We didn't have all this digital media that you could upload and download. It, it, it was a struggle, I have to admit, but I always had my music too. And I found uh, recording my songs, people enjoyed them. They started buying my CDs and my tapes, and I'd get gigs playing here and there. And like I said, it's just constant and flow. When, when one thing wasn't working, the other was, and I'd somehow make it work. Let's return to your music in a moment. First, I wanted to ask you, what sort of projects, what sort of film projects do you work on here now? Because, as you said, you've severed yourself from the freelance market, and, you know, as we've said in other episodes of our podcast, is that most people who work in the film and television industry are really working contract. They work from project to project and they move on. Mm -hmm. And you don't have that opportunity here anymore in this market. So what sort of film projects do you delve into? Well, I did work for Shaw for 10 years in community television. So that was one way of putting bread and butter on the table. And then I'd have uh, projects from the schools, from different artists. Networks would call me and uh, I'd get assignments to go up to Alaska or down to LA. Little by little, I guess my, I, I became known and uh, one person referred me to another person and by word of mouth it got around. Now tell me about your music career. How do you pursue that? Well, I love writing songs. And I do have my own uh, recording studio that I've had for many years and occasionally I'll record other people but these days mostly when I have time I record myself. It's mostly acoustic, some of it's instrumental and some of it I record uh, to put with my films and then it becomes a CD and others are songs that I've written about every subject under the sun and especially my travels to the Haida Gwaii, to Bhutan, to the South Pacific, to uh, Central America. All these places inspire uh, music by virtue of putting your heart and soul in that place. Yeah, you just absorb the energy and it turns into tunes that reflect on uh, the people and uh, the experiences that you had there. And so I'm a balladeer and troubadour. And, and then there's more personal songs about family and friends. And music's always been a, a heart and soul adventure for me. So I haven't sold a million records, but that was never my intention. You've had the experiences in your life that have given you the inspiration for your songwriting and you have the resources available to you to actually do the recording. You mentioned that you have a home studio. Now what about marketing? How do you market yourself? When I first came to the island I had my first tape. It was called Sea of Dreams. I noticed on Saturdays there was a a market here, a farmer's market, and people were selling all sorts of things. I drove up my old Volkswagen van and <laughs> put out a little table with my CDs on it and sat there uh, at the door of my van and played a few tunes and people bought the tapes. And I sold a lot of tapes and people kept coming back for more. And, and I started thinking, well, 
this is so bad. <laughs> My kids could play in the park while I was there. And lo and behold, I've been doing that on Saturdays for almost 30 years. I'd say the majority of the people that I've sold my music to have been at the Saturday market here on Salt Spring in Ganges, and they keep coming back every year for more. And what about online sales, things like selling through your website, things like oh, Spotify and iTunes? Yeah, I'm all on all those platforms, iTunes and RootNode and Spotify and Amazon too. I'm not sure. The, the, the aggregate that you give your music to sends them to all these different music platforms and people who are connected with them or subscribe to them have access to my music that way. I guess more and more people are, are downloading. I mean, I don't sell as many CDs as I used to. It seems to be an older generation that purchases them uh, rather than the younger folks, but I still seem to be doing okay at the market. I don't know how much longer. I always say, well, I'll just do one more CD. And that's what I'm saying with this next one that I'm working on. And, uh, but we'll see, who knows, maybe, uh, uh, CDs will go the way of vinyl and they'll become vintage and <laughs> all of a sudden there'll be more of a market for them. I'm still holding on to some of the tapes I made back in the in the 90s thinking that maybe the maybe that'll make a comeback. <laughs> Given the size of the island is the market large enough for you to sell CDs to the residents or is it that plus tourists? Yes it's that plus tourists and uh, many of the residents of course have my music and uh, and they refer their visitors and friends that come to the island to me and they come by and purchase some CDs. Okay, Peter, so just to be clear, here we are on an island off the west coast of Canada, population about 10,000, and you are able to earn a living as an artist, and this is what you do, you don't have another job. No, I've been self-employed for the longest time and worked freelance for the longest time, other than that 10 year stint uh, with uh, community television. Some years are better than others. Sometimes I get uh, work that takes me to different places in the world and I get paid well for that. But other years, uh, I don't. So what are your thoughts for somebody who wants to pursue a career with their creative talents, but they don't want to work in a large market like Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver or Los Angeles or New York? I mean, you're here on a little island and you're making a go of it. I have because I've, I've learned how to, to work with the medium and work with minimal means because that's the only way you can do it here on Salt Spring being who I am and with the resources that I have. One thing leads to another and you get work and I keep shooting and I keep editing and I'm always tooling up with the latest uh, computer and the latest uh, audio software and stay happy and I have to say that I began in a large market Toronto but because of who I am and because I love nature so much and I love being in a rural area living in an rural area I never imagined myself staying in Toronto but perhaps that's been to my advantage because I do have uh, I, I am multi-talented I have all these skills that I can apply to different things it's allowed me to make a living wearing many hats on a small island and I guess one of the hats that you need to wear is that marketing hat because it's not good enough to just produce the material you need to be able to sell it in the past that was easier to achieve through broadcast licenses I, I don't know what people are doing today because I haven't uh, produced one of my own uh, documentaries in quite a while most of them have been uh, commissions but that's me now but if I was just beginning now I'd say you might be better off working in a larger market because there's more opportunity 
you can intern or volunteer, whether it's a music video or a feature or a documentary, and learn that way. Or you can go to school, you can take that route too, but it seems like the technology is moving quicker than the schools can keep up with teaching people. Now, Peter, you mentioned the democratization of the industry and the cost of the equipment has come down to such an extent that anybody with, with talent, anybody with aptitude can take on their own projects. Indeed, you have your own studio and you do so many projects in that studio. Why don't we take a bit of a break now from the interview and listen to a piece of music that's really representative of your work. A dream is a sweet everything that makes you want to love a peaceful kind of love the way is rushing now Peter that's a really good example of your work and I think something that's really notable is that you've been able to manage your career from such a small market. Yeah, if you can make it work in a small market like I have, uh, it's, it's very satisfying. Well said, and speaking of small markets, it's been great interviewing you here, Peter, in Ganges on Salt Spring Island, here on the dock, and that otter over there, I think, has been watching us, has been baking himself in the sun. You live here in paradise. It is a wonderful place to live, and I really appreciate it, and I'm grateful that I actually moved here. I had my doubts at the beginning. And Peter, where can our listeners learn more about you? They can learn more about me through my website, peterprince.com, Facebook, uh, Peter Prince Band, LinkedIn, I've got a profile there, and on YouTube you can see, uh, I don't know, 50 or so videos that I've made. The videos on YouTube I have explore Salt Spring Island, uh, the people the places, events, artists, history, ecology, and that's at youtube.com slash saltspringvideo. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.